Josh here, your other half of the Dane and Josh show. Um, tonight's a special night. Um, flying solo, as you say. I don't have Dane in the captain's seat. Dane had some em- engagements with some events he had to cover. And uh, as I say, the show must go on. And uh, there's times when you just you can say you want to reschedule or you want to get to it because it's such an important night. And tonight's a very important night. There's a musician, you guys, that I'm bringing on that I've been following for a very, very long time. Had some bands I've loved, such as Killer Kind, and of course, worked with Hollywood Undead. Has his own drumming company and has been sponsored sponsored by Sabian and just so many different things even has a podcast of his own we want to talk about so you guys uh, I know you've already seen his work and heard it um a lot of our games I know the girls use some of their music even during like warm-up and stuff and uh, uh it's just one of them things where when you get to meet one of your heroes and they're even cooler than the legend you got to bring them on so without further ado it's my honor to bring on Darren Pfeiffer how you doing brother yeah okay first of all that's way 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 too much you can't possibly be talking about me <laughs> I surely am, man. I've I've followed you for years, man, and I love your technique. And I'm I've been playing since I've been 15, so you're one of those people where you can live it and back it up. And man, it's uh, it's they always say those those living legends, man. And uh, in your own right, you're up there, man. So how, how you doing today in, in California? You staying warm over there? Well, the rain finally stopped, you know, so Good. we're not, you know, taking canoes down the 405. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, so you know, back to beautiful, boring Southern California. So yeah, you know, nothing. Yeah, nothing new here. <laughs> I love it, man. We, like I told you when we first started prepping, we're from Kansas, you know, and so uh, we get all four seasons in a day. So we're sitting at about 32 right now. So I'll take any of that boring California life, man. But no, in all seriousness, Darren, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you dropping by, man. There's some questions that over the years of doing this with musicians and all that, we've kind of just cultivated the, to like to pick our artists' brains about. So I'm going to run those by you, and then I'll do a little bit of a segment that we call Rapid Fire, and then we'll end with some kind of what we call Open Mic to Preach. And just kind of share your, your mindset, your mantra, if you will, on how you kind of lived your dream okay so nice let's do it awesome brother so question one i always ask this obviously watching like i said killer kind and your sponsorship and and the days you're touring with undead but take me back in the day man when you began when did you first pick up your first pair of sticks and start playing how young were you um old enough to annoy my parents um <laughs> so I, you know, I, I started taking drum lessons early on. This was like, you know, maybe five, six years old. Um, wow. And it really, and I didn't find this out until later uh, in life, but it kind of all, it, it kind of all grew from um, one of my old teachers said, okay, Darren is a little, a little slow to, you know, start reading and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And said, let's, let's get him into music because that really, that really helps. Okay. Um, so I, I, I had, you know, the little, you know, kitty keyboard and stuff, you know, and I could poke out a few Bach tunes and, you know, stuff like that on the keyboard. Um, but, and, and I, uh, I remember having a little plastic uh, electric guitar that I would turn over on my lap and just start drumming on it. Okay. Because, you know, yeah, if you hit the bottom of it, it makes kind of a snare sound. If you hit the middle of the back, it makes a bass drum sound, you know, so I was breaking grooves out on this, on this like plastic cheapo Toys R Us, whatever electric guitar. <laughs> Groundbreaking. And fr- from there, you know, I think my folks got the message. Okay. We got a drummer on our hands. So I started taking lessons and I mean, basic stuff. This is how you hold the drumsticks. You know, this is called, this is called the snare drum. This top part's called the drum head, you know, that kind of thing. So I started taking lessons, you know, that apparently really helped out with my grades in school. You know, I could read better, I could write better, you know, stuff (laughs) like that. I I took to reading music, um, you know, really quickly. I was fascinated by the patterns and the shapes and just the way, you know, some some written music was, uh, Mm -hmm. 
just, you know, I could see the orchestration on the page. It looked really cool. So I was, I was into that. So uh, that was about five, six years old. I played uh, through middle school band, high school band, drum line, drum corps. I really kind of did it all. As soon as I discovered it, I didn't know what drum corps was until my junior year of high school. No idea that there was this whole other, this, this whole other art mm-hmm. that was out there. So uh, I had a drum instructor in my high school. He said, you know, hey, I marched to Madison Scouts. This is what drum corps is. And immediately I was hooked. I marched to drum corps that summer. Um, aged out with Madison Scouts, and then from there went on to a music education degree, music performance degree, and then a music performance master's. So it's like my whole school life was just either I'm drumming or I'm like waiting until I can start drumming again. <laughs> oh, we just uh, so as you you're talking even I love it because there's always that story, man. So even early on before gigs began and things like that, you're you're kind of already cultivating your craft, and that kind of actually leads me really to you know question two because obviously like your sponsorship and your company that you have that you you know you're you're now using and uh, gigs obviously work with many bands. When you look at gig memories, man, when when was maybe not so much your favorite first off, but when was your first gig that you remember, like your actual gig that you play with, not high school, not part of like maybe school but outside of school when was your first gig you know <laughs> this was my church this was my church talent show we had a youth okay. group had a talent show and it was at the paramount theater in my hometown abilene texas i mean this is like an old school theater with like the vertical yeah. neon sign you know like hanging out over the street and you know like the place you'd picture in movies that plays you know like old silent movies and stuff like that right that's awesome so it's called yeah the paramount theater my brother played guitar and we played um, like Cliffs of Dover or something like. Um, okay. Yeah. He learned, he learned. Yeah, he learned the Eric Johnson tune. Um, I, I believe we played that. It might have been something different. But then afterwards, I had a drum solo, and man, I had the stupidest drum kit you've ever seen. Right. <laughs> so no, no, yeah, no rug because you know I had carpet in my house. So I, I didn't think to bring a rug to the gig, so my bass drum's sliding all over the place. But it had like, I put together this huge Gibraltar rack, you know, I had two gong drums on the side, mm-hmm. had some old Simmons drums. I had two, two giant China cymbals with the, with the cymbal springs. You remember those things? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always played PDP, but like I, I, I could, that's a different direction, but yeah, man. <laughs> so I mean, I and, and yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, I, I climbed behind the drums so I can barely see me with this just mass of drums, you know? So I played, you know, a little drum solo and that was kind of like the first drum gig. That's awesome, man. So you're talking like uh, from you had the age from day one, man, and it's like you know that role. And you mentioned for a second too, and and I'm not again, I'm not trying to be all fanboyed up, but I mean when I say because your technique is very solid. You said something similar, which is neat. Like think about someone like a Danny Carey or Car- Carter Beefer. They talk about they're literally um, music to them is is it drums as notes as well. Like it's not just feel and vibe. And I hear so many drummers tell me things like you know it's vibe and it's feel. It definitely is, but there's also like a there's a science to it. There's a math. You know, it's literally um, that's the same way I love when I play bass as well you're literally driving something and it's it's tangible it's not just a feeling that's what i love about the way you're breaking it down man so so yeah yeah yeah. it's it's like whatever you're lacking or whatever someone sees that you're lacking that's the thing that you need Mm -hmm. i love it man you know if if you got feel and no technique then oh you need to practice your technique you know if you got nothing but technique which a lot of drummers have crazy chops crazy technique but they have no character in, in their playing you know so then, you know, then that's the thing you need. I was kind of, I mean, you, you say Danny and Carter, those two were gods to me growing right. up. They still are, and they're still touring, you know, still trailblazing, still breaking new ground. 
I think it would sneak because there's a technique that people talk a lot about playing clean, right? And I remember I was watching, it was a gig you're doing, like, you know, YouTube is so cool now when uh, you're doing a gig with Undead. And I remember I was watching, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Dead Bite. I swear I was watching it. I'm like, there's a, there's such a technique to playing clean at the same time. Like, literally, you can sit there and you can run on a two minute solo if you want to, but you can also play clean. And that's, that's such an art to people don't understand that playing clean is sometimes harder. We were talking to Yogi the other day from Demon Hunter. And uh, last week it was, uh, gosh, it was, it was like Joey from Disciple. And like, the, art of playing clean man that's a whole nother mm -hmm. set like the discipline of doing that that is everyone tells me it's harder to play clean than it is to uh to run off a huge solo do you, do you agree with that or 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 not yeah sometimes definitely it, it really just depends on the environment and got it a lot of it comes from a lot of it comes from where the drums came from in the first place mm -hmm. yep so yep. if if you're if you're in a situation where you're co-writing with the band and uh, your drum parts are coming along with the guitar parts with the bass parts um, I, you, you have a little bit more freedom in there. And, uh, you know, of course you can play cleanly. You don't have to fill up the whole world with notes and stuff. But in a lot of my experience, especially with Undead, a lot of the drums were already done. They were, um, you know, a drum machine or, mm -hmm. you know, loops, like demo loops and stuff like that. So especially like on a song like Dead Bite, the drums were really, really clean from the very beginning. And I'm like, as soon as I hear <laughs> something like that, I'm like, that that's the song. Yeah, just my, keep, just keep job, it. My, your, your yeah, job is my, done, right? <laughs> yeah, my, my job is to recreate that on live drums, bring a little live charm to it. Um, but for the most part, just play clean and powerful. Yeah, I love it, man. I think about, again, I, I've, I've also, because I love your stuff with, you know, Killer Kind. And I'm curious to see, because I know there has to be, and this I want to get into question three. I know the the looking at 2023 and back done quite a few different things and, and accomplished quite a bit but if there's a maybe a gig so far that stands out to you so far in your career what's maybe that one gig you'd say this is kind of my benchmark so far in my career you know i think one of the biggest most memorable ones was playing download um nice uh i mean one of the biggest festivals in the world uh you know for years and years running um, you see the lineup for download every year and it's seriously like every band that you've ever heard of, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. is on yeah, that, yeah. Is, is on that really, really, really long, uh, long playbill, that long poster. Um, but just the vibe that's there, uh, even backstage, usually backstage at a giant festival is just a string of trailers, you know, maybe like an open courtyard area or something like that for the artists to hang. And it's like, you come out of the trailer and, you know, you look around and there's, um, um, you know, there's half a Pantera over there. There's, you know, there's Axl Rose over there. You know, there's, I mean, just you, you're looking around and it's just, it's, um, that, you know, that's really them. You know, you get a little bit starstruck seeing, uh, you know, seeing all these wow. people yeah. in pictures. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. That's, and that's definitely, uh, obviously as you're still continuing to create that brand and all that, that's a heck of a memory there, man. So I just noticed that cause you know, there's artists all have those things where I hear different things throughout these interviews we've done. Some with Coachella, some will set like a local, like somebody told me one time the bluebird and everyone has a different story, right. Of who, what that has been for them. And, uh, downloads huge. I heard one of the guys from, uh, gosh, looking back on now, I think it was, uh, I think we're working with, uh, Corey from, uh, see there. And he said that, uh, that's a heck of a festival to play. Speaking of kind of like looking at people you saw there or maybe influences mm -hmm. and you spoke a little bit about Carter a little bit. And of course, Danny, obviously in your career, you know, we all pull from influences and stylistically and whatnot. And I say there's never more of an, in my opinion, drumming is the most evident. Um, uh, like that's the footprint. You can tell that someone influences you. Who's been the biggest influence in your career so far? What'd you say? Um, overall, I come back to Vinnie Paul a lot. Um, I do come back to Danny Carey a lot. 
it's, I mean, there's, there's functional influences and then there's like artistic, uh, you know, like out there influences. Um, obviously the kind of drumming that Danny Carey does is for tool. If you take that kind of drumming and put it anywhere else, it's, you know, it could possibly be out of place. Right. right. Um, so my biggest functional influences would be, you know, John Bonham, of course, um, uh, Vinnie Paul. Um, I mean, just drummers that, that could go in and they just push the music forward. Mm -hmm. uh, not so much, you know, technically and flashy. I, I, I put them in a different realm uh, in my mind than Neil Peart. Man, okay, I got you. So it's you like know, all, all all legendary, all like, you know, they all they all showed the rest of us how to drum. Uh, but the drummers that influenced me the most uh, were really those two. Um, another influence early on, because I mean, when I grew up, I didn't. Th there was a lot of music that I really wasn't exposed to at all, like hardly any jazz. There was some classical, sure, you know, but it was mostly it, it was mostly classic rock, and. Um, uh, a lot of the rock that I was exposed to was like, you know, poison, the, you know, the commercial, the commercial stuff. So growing up, even Ricky Rocket was a giant influence on me. Him, Phil Collins, even. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it, and it's like, you think about this body of work that of, uh, uh, you know, you've, you've created and people you've listened to. And there's honestly, there's uh you could pull from all of that and still say, you know, everybody loves a little influence on you. And I think sometimes personality when you're looking at a band and it's neat to see, like, I love, I love kind of what you've done where you take on this. If you look at the, uh, um, if you just take, take for a second, um, you, you, the differences you have, like take Phil Collins as an example, when he's drumming versus singing, there's different personas. There's different ways of actually like, like it's a personality difference you know so um i just you, mm -hmm. you take on that role of the identity of the band and you can kind of morph to that and the driving presence behind it people never really understand unless they played even when you're speaking about the carpet thing that cracked me up i've done that so many times i i started i got my chops playing in church when i was a kid before we did our band stuff and there's so many mm -hmm. technical things to where literally like that can that can wreck a whole song if, if you're off by a second you know so <laughs> we could spend all day long talking about that so i'm glad you well glad it's, you were it's like you it, it's like you don't know until something goes wrong. Right. It's 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 experience you know? <laughs> and trial by error, right? Yeah, man. So I'm glad you're able to sometimes sometimes you got a teacher, sometimes you got a mentor that'll, you know, kind of tell you the pitfalls before you fall into them. But you know, in, in my experience, I usually fall into them first. I'm like, okay, I'm never doing that again. So I think I think about, you know, like you said, the musicians that you were you were kind of leaning into. It's stuff that you kind of learn to play along with. I remember growing up when I'm learning to play, like it's interesting. I spent I spent most of my my young adult days listening to Allison Chains and that was how I learned to play, right? Over and over. I played dirt like four thousand times, no exaggeration. So it's like that's what I learned yeah. to play to. And everyone has that go to of like what they listen to. And you mentioned, you know, even Johnny Rocket, that's funny, like the influences of how you learn to play you still hear it even timing and even your rig setup and all that which i'll get to in a minute but that's kind of cool to see man some of the people have left a mark on you before i uh transition darren into uh, we do a little fun thing that's called uh like what's next and rapid fire stuff um on the what's next segment <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna love this man before i get to that though when i think about what's next uh, there's a couple things i wanted to hit on man before kind of going to that rapid fire obviously i know um you're, you're you're you've been sponsored you have your own company and you're kind of also working on your own podcast as well so i want to take a minute man as far as what's next this year what's on the pike for you in the year ahead man whether it be the podcast or your sponsorships or gigs uh what's this year looking like for you you know um i'm doing a lot more transitioning into the production world um composing a lot more music i mean this isn't you know rock band kind of stuff this is uh you know somebody needs music for a movie trailer uh commercial stuff uh and, and it's really like the musician's desk job Nice. So, so my days are spent in my studio, um, 
uh, just recording. And sometimes it's drums and sometimes it's, uh, you know, full string orchestra. And so it's really kind of fun. That's, that's what's going to keep me going for this next year. And I really hope to transition even more uh, into, cool. into that full time. Gotcha, man. So, and that's actually, I don't know. And again, everyone has a different answer to this. I, I, my favorite part of when I'm tracking out, we, we did our couple of albums back in the day, you know, sold like four albums and all that. We thought we were cool, but my tracking to me was the most fun. <laughs> everyone has a different story, you know, and tracking was always yeah. my most favorite part. So can you tell us, or is it still under wraps? Like maybe who you're doing some scores for or not yet, or can we not jump the gun? <laughs> uh, yeah. Some of them I can't really say Okay, uh, a, a, a lot of them. And it's like, there's a huge industry of you know millions of people working in studios and uh in production you know like the long you know the long the long credits you know at the end of a show yeah. or at the end of a movie or something like that millions of people that that i mean if they do their job then fine you'll never hear of them yeah yeah you know, they, they do excellent work and it's just a machine that 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 turns out every you know every commercial you've ever seen every every commercial I've ever listened to on the radio, um, you know, all the way down to, you know, the graphic designers working on every single billboard that's just, mm -hmm. you know, you're inundated with it every single day. So j just think about all the music or even the sounds that you hear um, every single day. You know, you swipe your credit card at the, you know, at the CVS or something like that and the, yeah. the machine gives you a little chime, you know, well, that was composed by somebody, you know, and it's real so, money too, man. It's money in it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's good. And I think that's the next logical progression after, you know, I mean, if, if you're the kind of musician and you can stay in one place for your entire career, I, I mean, think about, you know, how many musicians do you know who, who have made an entire career out of being in one place? Right. Yeah. It's not very, it's not very yeah. common. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not many. And I, I would tell this to my old students, like, look, there's no manual here, you know, yeah. just because somebody was successful in this way in the music business does not mean that that is the same path that is even open to you. Or if you were put on that path that you would succeed as well. There's no mm -hmm. manual here. There's no next step, but there is kind of a logical progression of just growing and your interests changing. And then hopefully you can get into the industry to support that. So being in a band is is i mean just a very 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 small part of it even being in a wildly successful world touring millions of dollars making band is still just a very small portion of it right because you know? you're talking you're talking you're doing a couple album cycles maybe a decade right so i see what you mean and that's what you're doing the rest of your time right i get it <laughs> so maybe i mean like a perfect comparison is like pro athletes right <laughs> like they right you know they don't they don't play professional basketball for 30 years true yeah you know yeah. i mean you know they'll, they'll play for what, what's a sweet spot like four or five years maybe honestly yeah <laughs> you know, that is, yeah, same, yeah. same thing with uh, you know football players but then you know what do they do after that and right. it's just a logical progression like okay cool i can this is a product i'm i'm good at you know sports casting or something i can go into that you know they can stay in the same world but there's just always something different that you know that can be done and your passions change as you grow older you know, my passion is still music, but that's a huge world. So whether you're composing it, playing it, whether you're, you know, schlepping somebody else's gear, I was just saying, no, ma no matter what you're doing in, in music, you're in the industry, whether you're, you know, recording, recording uh, your instruments, whether you're composing, whether you're arranging for somebody else, whether you're producing, uh, all the way to, you know, if you're schlepping drum gear for somebody else, if you're teching, if you're selling musical instruments, like it's all part of it. So mm. I, I wholly believe a career in music, it includes everything, not just being, 
you know, in a band making noise. You're, ma you're making ways to move people musically one way, and that's awesome. I love that. So, man, before I hit that rapid fire for a second, I was curious. I know we, we talked a little bit about your podcast. You're welcome. Did you want to kind of maybe share with, uh, you know, the, our, our audience on the sports side, too? Um, how's that, uh, you know, taking off for you? What's your – you doing some more podcast work this year as well, would you say? Or Yeah, a little bit. The, my biggest problem is I, I kind of bite off more than I can chew sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I started this podcast it's called that drum life podcast and it's, yeah. you know, talking to, you know, my friends and the network of people just drum talk, you know, that kind of thing. And it's really kind of cool. Uh, I, I started it as a, um, uh, something during the pandemic mm -hmm. because I mean, frankly, I was just like missing connections, you know, with my friends. And so it was a great way to kind of talk to them, get caught up, um, on them so it was uh a, an excuse to have a podcast was just you know to, to have like a video it. chat the video chat with my friends about you know what what they're doing what they're recording you know what they're playing on you know that kind of thing but um uh my problem is like I'll, I'll i'll hit something like that real hard and then i'll take a break from it to do something else and then sometimes getting back to it is a little bit of a challenge so on demand you, know. so you just drop some episodes on demand that's all you got it's like netflix you just do it once a year drop like 30 bro and then take nine months off that's all you gotta do <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> well, man, well man i'll definitely yeah. I'll, I'll tell you bro on that sincerely we have about if you ever you know i've got some people i can say if, if you're in that world i've got some drummers we've worked with so we're happy to share that on with a fellow podcaster as well um uh, i do cool. want to thank you and I want to take a second to talk a little bit of rapid fire. This will make you laugh before we kind of do the closing segment of uh, of open mic. So these rapid fire questions, Aaron, what they're meant to do, they're meant to be kind of silly and kind of pick personality. Just some stuff based off of what you share with me. The, I made these questions because you probably don't remember this. First time I messaged you, you and you go that sounds rad i'm like okay i'm taking that based off of that sentence i'm making his rapid fire questions based off of that kind of picking together maybe i just made this list of rapid fire based off that so we see how close i was okay so so here we go man you said you said it and i was like okay he said that sounds rad so i got some questions right. for you. okay you ready all right let's do it so so first question and these are just rapid fire, so spit it out. So, so first question, uh, Van Dam or Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal. Okay, okay. Second question, Tony Hawk or Skate or Die? Oh, Tony Hawk. Okay, gotcha. So when you're when you're going for paper, rock, scissors, what's your go-to move? Um, uh, well, it depends on who I'm playing because one of my kids does the <laughs> same thing all the time. So I'm just gonna go say rock. Gotcha, okay. Fourth question, uh, which Rocky, which number? Uh, oh, the original, number one. Okay, gotcha. Okay, and last question. This is always just kind of a fun um, 80s, 80s glory movie or maybe 90s, whatever. When the when the Darren Pfeiffer movie comes out, and this is a fan favorite, in 2040, reviewing your life, who's going to play you as the drummer in that movie? Um, Celebrity, whoever, you know. <laughs> so. Wait, do they have to be from an 80s movie? No, like you're 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 the you're the movie. It's about you. It's it's a movie about you. I was joking. And the, somebody's gonna play you. Which actor is gonna play you for the movie? <laughs> oh, let's see. Who's like super duper handsome? I don't know. Brad Pitt. <laughs> I gotcha. I can see it now, dude. That's awesome, man. So I can or, or see it coming I, out. Or, or who do I want? Yeah, and that's up to you. <laughs> so who do you want to play Lu you? All right, Lewis Gossett Jr. Gotcha. Okay, I got gotcha, you, man. I could just see Brad Pitt doing like a three-minute solo, and you know, I could see him. It's awesome. That, that, Man, that's it. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> 
that's that's just a fun segment, man. I appreciate it. So um, I'll close the final segment, Darren. This is we, me and Dane have always came up with this, and it's a we call it open mic to preach, kind of a mantra. Realistically, what this is, man, is kind of like uh, you know looking back over what you've accomplished in your life, some some great milestones, and a teacher, a mentor, um, what you've done. Is there a, maybe a mantra you could carry to those listeners, whether it's those athletes or musicians, about you know how to achieve their dreams like you've done? Just something you've kept with you over the years is kind of a mantra, if you will, you know. Don't give up. I love it. Don't give up. I love it. And I mean, let me elaborate on that a little bit. You know, um, my mother and I were very close. She would never let me give up on anything, uh, mm. whether it was I got a bad grade in, you know, in math or, uh, you know, came home with a bad, um, you know, book report or, or a report card or something like that. Don't give up. Never give up, especially mm. in this kind of industry. And someone else said that you're going to be told no millions of times but you you might be told yes one time hmm. okay and if, if anything don't be another person don't be yourself that tells yourself no there's plenty of those be Man. a person that keeps telling yourself yes and do not give up Man, I think about we use an analogy and and we use this because we we coach you know teams and whatnot and we use this analogy all the time with our our kids that will say you you might hit a ball three out of ten times and that's like legendary right so it's kind of like what you said maybe a million yos but if you get one yes and that one yes pays off that's that's what matters man so that's awesome well man yeah, there absolutely. And that's, that's that right there, man. That's kind of, like I said, what we do, we, we, we are inspired by people like yourself. Like I said, musicians like yourself and athletes that are out there. We always say the next generation of musicians and athletes and entertainers in good hands. Cause these stories we hear over and over again about, Hey, whatever you've gone through the adversity, don't let it hold you down. Don't give up. And then just, just keep moving almost like a shark. That's what I keep going back to what you, what you share with me today. I keep going back to this mindset of just keep moving. Don't stop, you know, keep evolving, keep growing, whether it's the changing of the way you're, you're even making music now or teaching or doing new passions you're, you're never getting stagnant or stale you're constantly growing so i love it man so yeah and one more thing uh, uh, to add to that if i can yeah of course um uh, if you're in a position to support somebody else and support somebody else's dreams do that too don't be another person in their life that says no uh, you know, whether, whether you're a parent and your, your child shows interest in something or whether you're a good friend and, you know, your friend says, Hey, I'm going to start writing poetry or, uh, you know, or, or, or whatever, do, uh, you know, uh, do a workout YouTube series or something like that. Mm. You can be just as effective in their life just by, you know, just simple action Just say, Hey, I support what you do, share what they do on social media. You know, if they're feeling down on, you know, like. I recorded something and it's not great or played the show and it wasn't great, you know, like be the first person there to say, no, don't, don't give up. You, you, you'll knock it out of the park next time. Man, that's Darren. That's like, again, from, from just sharing that, that little nugget, I appreciate that. I'll take that back to my team. And obviously the audience listening, man, we've got a pretty good base now about half a million. So I hope that when they hear this, they'll, they'll really love kind of what you're, what you're, you latch on to you as, as much as we have you guys, I can't wait for you to kind of hear this one and we'll make sure we tag your podcast as well, Darren. So in closing, I want to really say thank you on behalf of Dane and I apologize. He couldn't make it. He was, he just had an emergency issue to take care of. So, but Darren, on behalf of the show, we appreciate you. We really mean what we say that we hope you'll uh, let the invitation be extended to come on again in the future when you maybe with some new ventures or projects we'd love to showcase that for you too and uh have you back on again very soon okay so absolutely it's my pleasure okay awesome. where, where where's dane 
Dane, Dane, he, he, he's good. He just, he just had a emergency situation. No, it's, it's, it's stuff to do with work. He had something with his job. It is like, he had got called out on a job he couldn't miss. So, um, he's fine. He just couldn't miss it. So he's like, I gotta go. Right, Tell him I'm totally, very sorry. Yeah. So yeah. I don't it's, need to send a helicopter out or something. No, like man, he, he'll be okay. He, All right. <laughs> yeah. It's more about something like that. And then he had to get right after that. They had a, a impromptu there's meetings and just, it's one of the things where sometimes with working coaches and dads, this stuff comes up that we just can't push off. So he sends his regards in that area. Okay. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. I really Of do course, brother. It. Yeah, man. We'll be in touch pretty soon, and you have a good night, and I appreciate your time, okay? We'll be in yeah, touch, man. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, as I close that one out with, uh, you know, of course, Darren, I'm telling you, I hope um, just getting to hear him, and I've followed him for a very long time, and his influence is very strong. He does a lot for, uh, like I said, the teaching side. He's he's sponsored, and he's done a lot, and one of those humble, humble musicians I've seen at the top of their game is still going strong. So I'm glad you got to spend some time with him like I did, and I can't wait to showcase his his videos and uh, some of his uh, podcast stuff. We'll have it on very soon. Um, Dana, I always say thank you again for tuning in. Don't forget, if no one else tells you to that we love you and thank you again for listening.